welcome back to Gridiron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by my fellow members of the collective, Brett Colson, Donnie D.P. Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuwara. We are sponsored by FantasySuperContest.com. More about them in a bit, but more importantly, we are 5-0 and after a perfect week one in the Super Contest. We're tied with a bunch of other people. You would know the exact amount if you went to fantasysupercontest.com. Donnie, do you ha- do you know the exact number off the top of your head? How many people are we splitting the entire prize pool with if we ended the contest today? 77 other people, 78 people made it to 5 and 0. That's not good enough though, Brett. We're uh, we're not uh we're not trying to split the money with 77 other people. We want it all. Hell no. With with this with this top heavy payout, we want it all. Give it. That's right. That's right. I would take a cash out right now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> what? Yeah, I probably would too. What? Weak. I know Mo's not taking a cash out. Yeah, he would. Uh, <laughs> Mo's, Mo's definitely not taking a cash out with his huge edge. Come on, man. Depends on what baseball bets he placed last night. Any mooses to report, Mo? Uh, no, actually, anti moose and uh. Uh, Houston versus Cincy. I tailed my buddy on Houston minus seven, and that did not look good until a late charge. Wait, 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 wait! Oh, that was this was un- college. Oh, it was un- unprofessional. It was, it was unprofessional football. You said Houston minus seven. I was like, there's a baseball team minus seven runs. What in the world? Yeah, I was. I was really confused. I don't follow baseball, but I was baffled by what he was saying. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't dabble. I don't even dabble in uh, unprofessional football not not a fan of the product but yes five and oh you would know how we did also if you went over to gridirongamble.com and clicked picks you would see all five of our picks right there in green meaning that we got them correctly uh also brett brett five and oh in his top five the rest of us four and one so no slouches um at all uh i also want to shout out our fans we've we've given away 10 tickets so far um you know who you are if you got the game right if you tweeted your pick at gridiron gamble on twitter or emailed us at the correct email unlike the one i said on the podcast like an idiot gridiron gamble podcast at gmail.com not just com because that's not even a real email address and i'm an idiot uh many of you tailed the collective to get your ticket which really can't blame you based upon how Cheaters. We, how we did last week. But shout out to those of you who went off the board. I'm looking at you, Dave Style, who had Houston at home minus the six, covered by the skin on your t- chinny chin chin. Uh, Great and we, pick. And we also had um, Piper Got Paid had the Raiders plus the one and a half. I'm sure he was ecstatic to see Jack Del Rio walk onto the field with his testicles dragging on the turf. Uh, and that's two-point conversion. And then I believe we had... No, every every other pick was a uh, a tale of the collective. To shout out to those two for, uh, for, for being individuals and firing a pick that they really liked. If you want a ticket in our contest and a chance to win the prizes that we are still trying to figure out, all you have to do is find a game that you like on the Super Contest card and make the pick. If you get it right... You get a ticket. If you get it wrong, 
nothing. Nothing happens. It's a total free roll for you. So send your picks at Gridiron Gamble on Twitter, Gridiron Gamble Podcast at gmail.com. Gentlemen, I always say this after you submit your picks and I tally them on Thursday night. I always put in the Skype chat the same thing. Very interesting. But I don't think we've ever had an aggregate more interesting than this. Ever? Little teaser. We've got the highest rated game ever. We've got the lowest rated game in our top five ever. And we have five consensus picks that are getting on the card. Well, there was the time you guys tried putting uh, that ridiculous uh, Titans, Falcons, (laughs) ultra square, 90% public line on last year, and I had to put a stop to it. But you have to pick the side as well in order for it to to be a consensus pick, Mo. So whatever happens this week, good or bad, the collective is strong. And we will see that reflected in our scores and in our top five picks. And let's get into it. Each week, we kick off our discussions with our top selections. And as you probably guessed by the record rating, we all got the same number one game. So we'll discuss that. And then we'll discuss the number two games that each of us have picked. But I'll play the drum roll for those of you listening because you have no idea. Uh, Obviously, we all know because we submitted our top picks. It's the clown line of the week. It is century. It is Cade. Yeah. For for the, the hell for the big fans. This? It's Browns plus six and a half at home to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh Brett, hop in there. You seem flabbergasted, as 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 we all do. Yeah, I mean, how many points do they think RG three is worth? Seven? This is ridiculous. Yeah, that was the bizarre thing. Is they they hung six, and then the RG three news came out, uh, placed on IR, and it moved to seven. I was praying, I was praying that we got the full seven, um, but I'll certainly take uh, the six and a half. Um, before we go around the horn anymore, let's just play a very quick game. America's favorite game it's would you lay that now let's imagine that the Baltimore Ravens who won their first game of the season at home against the Buffalo Bills let's just imagine that they were home this week and they were laying six and a half points against a random NFL team which NFL teams would you lay the six and a half with with Baltimore, I'm going to say the team name out loud, and uh, you can say yes, right? Um, once we hear silence, the game is over. So, Baltimore Ravens at home, would you lay six and a half against this team, the Cleveland Browns? Nope. nope. All right. That was a fun game. <laughs> what about the LA Rams? No, thanks. Nope. No. So, this is... Uh, I thought it was the clown line of the century, but is you guys are just confirming that this is indeed the clown line of the century? Yeah, this line is. I mean, bewildering. I think the, shouldn't the brush? Shouldn't this be like a pick? Yeah, I had this as a pick. 
Uh, I capped this at uh, <laughs> Ravens minus one and a half. I had Ravens minus one. And they just hung the six. <laughs> and my jaw hit the floor when I saw. And every random person I've talked to <laughs> says that this is a fair line. Yeah, in fact, they're betting Ravens. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I don't get this. And, of course, fans of the podcast know that last year uh, we absolutely love, for some reason, uh, Luke McCown. We were 4-2 uh, when choosing the Cleveland Browns. Is Luke it, McNown? Is it Luke? Is it is it Kate? Jade McCown. It's Josh. It's Josh. <laughs> is it Kate? <laughs> I wonder how many people listen and just yell at us every time we say the different name. <laughs> I like Pierre. Josh McCown at the helm. Covered against Denver for us. Yes, he did. Uh, yeah, it's just this line is just beyond stupid. Um, there was no doubt that it was getting on our card. And it is the highest rated game ever. And it will never be topped because we don't rate the Thursday game. Unless there's... Unless moving forward, for some reason, in some future season, there's a reason. Expansion. Yeah, or if they allow you to submit one pick and then four picks later. Thanksgiving, uh, though. Oh, yeah, Thanksgiving. That is right. That is so... Ex- expansion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> expansion. Get out of here. <laughs> Mo can't wait for the London Ro- to, to lay the wood with the uh, London Royals when they play some West Coast team. Um, I'm on the dog. So, so Browns plus six and a half at home against the Ravens. Uh, let's move on to uh, the number two picks this week. And ho-hum, three of us have the same number two pick. So we were all really timid about this card as individuals. And at the top, there is a lot of agreeing, which makes me extremely happy. And this is a game that I was also bewildered by the line and uh, i'll let mo tell you guys what it is mo what is uh your number two pick uh another big dog big ish dog famous that dude famous Jameis. bucks plus seven at the cardinals i kept this at i don't have my book on hand but i believe i kept this at uh four four and a half uh, and they just hung a big number, and then the the public is just all over the Cardinals, despite not playing well. That was my biggest fear. Is I I'm I feel like such a Bucks homer, and I I knew I had this game circled, and I knew it was going to be in my top five. But I was like, ugh, after the after a big performance against Atlanta, a team that is perceived to be good, people are going to be all over the Bucks at this number. But sixty three percent of the public is on. The Arizona Cardinals. Uh, DP, what made you put uh, Bucks plus seven as your number two pick? The number is just way too high. I had this at uh, Cardinals minus three and a half when I capped it. And while I think there's going to be a bounce back performance from the Cardinals, you know, I think Bruce Arians is going to get his guys ready after a rather poor performance, uh, you know, based on the stage and what everyone was expecting in week one in that, you know, bad loss to New England. A full touchdown here is just, you know, it's, it's way too much. Uh, I really liked what I saw out of the Bucks in week one. Granted, I don't think too highly of the Atlanta Falcons, but the Bucks did still have to go on the road. Uh, Jameis and the uh, receiving core played very well, had a really big game. 
Um, I wasn't too impressed with what I saw from the Cardinals week one. I think the Cardinals will get a rebound win here, uh, but I don't think they're going to be covering seven. Uh, I think it's a pretty easy cover for the Bucks if they just go out and do their thing like they did in week one. So you guys think that the Bucks are just as good as Arizona? Is that what you're saying here? What do you mean just as good? This is seven points. Yeah. But you guys capped it at three and a half. I had five and a half. Yeah, I said I had deep, deep. four and a half. I had the lowest one. They had they had bigger ones. All right. Well, so you're saying that the Bucks are just as good as Arizona. I'm not that high on Arizona. I think Carson Palmer is a clown. I'm starting to go over to Rich Ryan's side of the world where he's Jay Cutler with a new haircut. Jay Cutler with a different haircut. He certainly does some really stupid stuff. And uh, Arizona's a little banged up. Um, looking at their... Uh, their practice report. I mean, this could be some some veteran stuff, but but Tyron Matthew uh, did in practice with a knee Thursday. He is of course uh, coming off of another ACL tear, so always want to watch that. Uh, Kevin Minter uh, limited in practice this week with an ankle injury. Um, uh, Frosty Rucker, of course, he didn't even play uh, last week. He remains out with a, a knee injury. Uh, Evan Mathis. Uh, injured his foot against the Patriots, uh, did not practice on Wednesday, limited in practice on Thursday. So for this early in the season to be as banged up as the Cardinals are uh, doesn't really bode very well. And I, I just love the number. I, I kind of am in love with this Bucks team. Uh, I like, I, I love their offense. I think they can pretty much score with anybody, and they play like they can score with anybody. That's the one annoying thing about teams like the uh, the Titans and the Cowboys is that if they get into negative game script, it's that that's it, right? <laughs> or or maybe even the Vikings without Bridgewater, it's a wrap. They're in real trouble. They're not going to be able to move the ball vertically. Whereas the Bucks, I feel like if they get into a really bad spot, you know, Famous can dig them out, and he's really good. He's got the right guys to target down the field. Uh, Evans and Jackson are just both massive, as is Austin Safarian Jenkins. So even if they get down big, I like their ability to uh, to catch up and uh, stay within the number. You are the lowest. You had the Bucks, uh, Brett, but you're, at, you're the lowest at a three. And it seems like uh, <laughs> you think the Cardinals are a much better team despite picking uh, Tampa Bay. I wouldn't say. I think this is a pretty fair line. I saw this as a value high on the Bucks, value low on the Cardinals, so I wanted nothing to do with it. I'm surprised you guys love it so much. I thought that way too, but then everybody's hammering the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm leery here of a Cards bounce back. Yeah. I mean, at home? It's yeah, it's tough, but they just played so bad on Sunday. I love the 7 and you know, the Bucks looked overall pretty good. I mean, F- Famous looks like he might be ready to make make the leap. Uh I've always loved the way his game is tailored to the pro level. I just think he, you know, a quarterback like that who can make the reads, can make the throws, and has just enough athleticism to escape the pocket, but not so much athleticism that he's out there running around like a crazy person like Robert Griffin is pretty much the ideal. So... Uh, I think if he continues to improve, you know, he has the potential to do really good things. And uh, their front seven looked pretty good. They bottled up uh, 
the running game well last week. So if they can contain David Johnson and, you know, Carson Palmer might give it away. He tried to give it away in a couple spots last week. Yeah, you can. I mean, Palmer is regressing like every game. I mean, he's just always so been, I, he's always I can been, see him giving it away. He's always been bad, though. <laughs> you know, he's always got a big arm, but he's just yeah. But that's fading. His arm is fading. You can see it, right? And that's what the what the Cardinals want to do. They uh, they they really uh, stubbornly almost attack downfield. Uh, the Patriots were giving him everything underneath on Sunday, and they just refused to take it until they started giving the ball to Larry, and Larry started, you know, catching Goating. short drags, yeah, and just ripping people off him and getting chunks of yards. I think it's fading, too. I could his It didn't look great last week, but, man, I, I do hate fading Arians on the road, like, or in a bounce-back spot here. Like Donnie said, just Bruce. I, I don't like fading Arians, but there's not much else this week. Right. This uh this card is not very inspiring. Um, so that is the number two pick for Mo, Donnie, and myself. Now let's get to Brett's number two pick, which is from a man who had no lone wolves last week. The only lone wolf for week two. Get out of here. A very appropriate yell of get out of here <laughs> as we entered the bump. One lone wolf selection this week among the four of us, and it is Brett's number two pick. He's touted it in the Skype chat. He talked about uh, this game on the Fantasy Wired football podcast because he likes the matchups. Both. Due, due to... <laughs> this is all I've talked about all week. Due to the projected positive game script for the players involved. Tell us why you are willing to lay the wood, the absolute wood with the Carolina Panthers, Brett. I mean, really, this is all about scheduling for me. 49ers short week after playing the late game on Monday, they got to travel across the country for an early Sunday game against a Panthers team that has three extra days rest and more preparation. We talk a lot about the Panthers winning so many close games last year, but they also won six by two touchdowns or more. This team can blow squads out, especially at home. This game definitely fits that script. So 13 and a half, I can see them covering that pretty easily, honestly. I mean, the the difference between these two teams is so massive that I, I just see this being a blow. I can see this finishing like 48 to 7 or something like that. I give want- me those. Give me it. I, want, I can't believe you. I got. I didn't get one of you guys on my side on this one. I wanted to love the Niners so bad. I had them right in the middle of the pack, a little bit lower, six out of fifteen. Uh, Donnie, uh, Donnie seemed like when he, we were at the office that he loved the Niners as well. He had them in his top five, but not high enough at eleven. And Mo, Mo wants Mo. You want nothing to do with this? You had this at a one, <laughs> right? Nothing. I. Everything Brett said is so true, uh, but I still can't bring myself to pick a minus 13 and a half here. But man, situationally, it, it couldn't set up better for the Panthers. It's a free, it's a free game, guys. Donnie, uh, why were you so high on the Niners? Chip Kelly. In, in Chip, you trust? 
Yeah, and Chip I trust. I've bought in. I'm in on Chip Kelly. I am so far out on Ron Rivera. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I think that guy is the biggest tool bag in the entire league. Wow. Chip and, Chip and the athlete. Yeah. Don, Donnie, Donnie loves Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, I do. I do love the greatest <laughs> athlete to ever play the position. Nobody, yes. Shout out Steve even, Young. Even better than Cam Newton over there. Shout out Steve Young. I mean, were him and Berman just straight drunk during that? It would have been appropriate given the atrocity of a football game that was broadcast on I mean, the worldwide league. I mean, Steve Young had his pants down, you know, <laughs> just just totally all right, all right, airing right. it out. I mean, it was it was a joke. I, I get that he's a 49er, you know. he's a was a 49er for life, but come on. Be a little bit objective there. The Niners, the number one team in the NFL – uh, in un in terms of unweighted DVOA after Week One by Football <laughs> Outsiders, I, I just wanted to say that just to hear Brett's reaction. Uh, they performed yeah, great. They had a sixty percent total DVOA, which means they per they performed sixty percent better than the mean. Had the number one defense, but of course that had a ton to do with uh, the Rams being just inept in all facets of life. Uh, and Case Keenum being an awful quarterback. I, I you know, I, I really wanted to put the Niners high. I think 13.5 is such a joke of a number. But the trends that Brett talked about are so real. Why is it a joke? Because this, it's just 13.5 is pro football, man. This isn't unprofessional. This isn't Houston and whoever the hell Mo was betting on last night. Like, these guys are all pros. And 13.5. All it takes is one mistake by the Panthers, a total unforced error, the bounce of a ball. We know fumbles are 100% random, right? Who recovers them? So one random bounce of the ball, and this lands inside the number because 13.5 is just so huge. What would it take to get you to take 49ers here, Brett? Yeah, who would have to be like a Even at like a one confidence? Yeah, Yeah, what what number? 19.5. Yeah, what's the number? God. What would the number be? How about how, how about we do this? What would the number be if this was the Rams and not the Niners? Rams just got their ass totally handed to them on Monday Night Football in front of the whole world after L.A. is back and hard knocks. They just get totally toasted, and they go to Carolina. What do you, what do you guys think? Is this line 20? No, it's probably around the same. Around the same. Eleven and a half. What? Wait, what? Did you just say? Mo's going the other way. I'm telling you, it would probably be around the same. So if it's around <laughs> the same, a wait, I don't understand. You're either what doing is. a terrible in service to the 49ers, or you're giving the Rams yeah. way too much credit. What did Mo just do there? I'm so confused at what just. <laughs> I'm so con- Mo Mo moved the game to <laughs> London, and the Rams have been there for three weeks preparing, and Carolina came over the night before. What is happening? Oh, you know, I think I, if if it was like seventeen and a half, I would probably take the Niners. I would take Alabama seventeen and a half against <laughs> the, the Panthers, the Crimson Tide of Alabama. That's just so many points. I'm shocked that this is the only lone wolf pick this week because we are all so not confident about this card in our individual picks. So Brett. 
way to bounce back. And I guess Mo was technically a lone wolf last night uh, when we announced our Thursday night picks, which Mo. Yeah, how do you, how do you do there? Where Mo doesn't understand why we're picking the super contest lines. Uh, so both of you lone wolves. So, but Brett needed to get on the board, uh, with a lone wolf pick. Um, Mo, Mo, by the way, is now 0 and 3 with lone wolf picks. So good job. Well done. Sounds like, uh, we might do all right this week then. Before we get to our card, this seems like a fast show, but I feel like we're going to do a lot of yelling (laughs) when the card gets announced. If you're looking for the best way to sweat the world's greatest sports betting contest, fantasysupercontest.com is the place to go. They track every pick, they offer real-time standings on Sunday, and they even allow non-players to pick the games and test themselves against the spread. Want to follow the collective all season? It's just $2 a week to get the premium stats. Be sure to head to fantasysupercontest.com. $2 a week. I mean, you can go to Tim Hortons, Brett, and blink, and you've spent multiple $2 just on a cup of coffee. I would never spend $2 at that shithole. <laughs> can you get Tim Hortons to sponsor the podcast, please? I'm not now. <laughs> hey, any uh, publicity is good publicity. Isn't that what they say? Shithole. <laughs> people, would, people would go there just to taste the shitty coffee. <laughs> All right, let's get to the card. 5-0. and oh. Only three teams were ten and zero last year. That is obviously the goal, but man, this week too is really all over the place. So we're going to be doing some sweating. We know the number one pick. It is Browns plus six and a half at home against the Ravens. Unsurprisingly, our number two pick is the Bucks plus seven on the road against the Arizona Cardinals. Someone opened up their mic there. <laughs> Is that you, Brett? Yeah, I'm nervous for that one. <laughs> I love how I can I can tell how you guys are feeling just by uh, whether or not you want to step to the mic. Uh, so that's our number two pick. Again, all of these are consensus picks. Number three is a favorite. This was the sweatiest game last week. Mo and Brett really needed something Dak on the card. And now we've got Dak on the other side. Washington minus two and a half at home against the Cowboys. I had this in my top five, as did Donnie. Brett had it just outside at a nine out of 15. And Mo is the lowest at a six out of 15. So I'll let Mo go first. How are you feeling about having Kirk Cousins on the card? I don't like it. What's going on here? <laughs> Why do you guys like I thought Brett I thought Brett was in love with uh Zeke this week. I am, but I'm also in love with Kirk Cousins against this putrid Dallas defense. I mean, for me this one was exactly a fair line. This is where I capped it. I, I think Washington is a hair better than Dallas. But, um, yeah, I don't really see any value in this line. But if you guys love it, I guess you guys love it. So I, I think the deciding factor. Throw me away. The deciding factor uh, for me on this one 
was uh, public perception of the Cowboys. Despite the loss, 55% are still taking the Cowboys as a short road dog. So not a, not like a massive amount of the public, but we know what to think about public dogs. Uh, Washington, okay. Washington. Yeah, that, that's why I did. That was my tiebreaker here, I think. I had this in my lowest tier, but I had it at the top of my lowest tier. And that was my tiebreaker was because it was a public dog. Washington could not have played worse on Monday night. They spent all that money on Josh Norman and then don't even employ him to cover Antonio Brown. Um, also on Pinnacle, this number's already at three. Uh, and seems like even action on both sides. But if you told me on Sunday that this game closed at minus three and a half, I wouldn't be shocked. So I think we're, I think we're getting value in the number short of a field goal. And uh, like I said, this card sucks. So, <laughs> uh, Donnie, you were also like high. It. Let's go. You were also high on the Redskins. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I would just coming out of Week One, I wasn't too impressed at all with the the Dallas Cowboys. I thought uh, Ezekiel Elliott looked very pedestrian, despite all of Brett's touting. I thought Dak certainly didn't look like preseason Dak, which is kind of a shocker that a first time starter didn't look as good as he did in the preseason because he was actually playing a real football team. Um, and and I like the Redskins t- to bounce back here at home. And you know, like you said, uh, the the public's on Dallas a bit, and we're short of a field goal here, so I'll take it. And like you uh, like you also said, I also saw that the line moved up to three, so I'm happy to get it at less than three. Let's put it this way: if the Cowboys find themselves in negative game scripts, they're in trouble. Huge trouble. <laughs> they're already Dad, in Dad negative the game script, so they need a lead. The, their offense does not function without having the lead. So I, I, I think we're in a good spot. Nice little bounce back for Washington. Not the biggest fan of Kirk Cousins, but after playing so poor on Monday night. Uh, let's I feel it. like this is a Kirk Cousins performance where we're going to see another video of him yelling at reporters when he leaves <laughs> the field. Idiot. All right. Dak won't throw downfield. Yeah, that's he just refuses to do it. That's that's like our point. Jason Witten, I mean, man, we got a forty-year-old dad runner out here catching a million passes. I mean, to be fair, targets or something. He he didn't really have to throw downfield last week because the Giants gave him everything. Right, as as they should. Uh, the Giants had one objective, and that was to play tough at the line of scrimmage and don't allow the the hogs up front for the Cowboys to control the game, which I'm very proud of that call. Uh, I, I, I said that the Giants would be much improved on the defensive interior. I think they did a great job, which makes yeah. me happy about our fourth pick. Mo, cover your ears. It's the G-Men. Minus four and a half at home against the New Orleans Saints. This game was in Brett's top five. 12 out of 15. Donnie had this one low, 5 out of 15. This one was in my top 5 as well. 11 of 15 at number 5. And Mo, this was your, uh, again, all consensus picks, but this was your second lowest game. I'm going to take your temperature first again. Eli on the card, Mo. I don't like this one bit. Again, (laughs) this is right where I capped it, and I don't like laying that number. Uh, it is at five now, mm-hmm. so there's that. Uh, 
were the Saints a public dog? I can't remember. Let me check. Um, I, I think this, what, one was this week or last week. I got it for it's you. This 50, is it is 50-50. It is 50-50. I thought this game was closer to six, Mo. I really loved what I saw out of the Giants from a team perspective. Uh, I, I still think Eli is Eli, right? Not very good. Makes a lot of mistakes. But I was thoroughly impressed on uh, on what they did on defense. I yeah, they looked okay. I I don't like this though. I mean, this number looks fair to me, and it's not a fun number to lay. I don't know. Blow me away again, <laughs> Brett. You were the highest. Give us a uh, give us your take on the Giants. Yeah, I hate New Orleans on the road, especially with some shaky weather conditions in New York this week. I uh, just think people love to bet the Saints because of their offense, but this defense is atrocious. And I think Eli's going to bounce back. He, Eli didn't really get a chance to get into his flow last week. A possession the entire game. So, man, if he gets going this week, he could have a monster game. And, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind taking the home favorite here with the four and a half. And the, the line looks like it's moving for the Giants, too. Hey, Donnie, you want to stop playing drums with your microphone and tell me why you had the Giants so low on your card? I had them lower, and then I saw that the line had moved to five, so I bumped them up a couple notches. But I, I don't know. I don't want too much to do with this game. Uh, you just as the, I feel for pretty much the bottom half of my card. You just hate the but, Giants every time. You, every, you just hate the Giants every time you see the blue and red. You just have flashbacks of David Tyree skying above that cheap shot scumbag Rodney Harrison. Isn't that isn't that what happens? That's your own personal opinion. <laughs> I do not judge like that. Okay, I pick my cards totally objectively. But uh, I, I I do think the Giants played better uh, after Week One. Uh, after, when I watched Week One, I didn't realize that the Giants had so many rushing yards, specifically Rashad Jennings. I was shocked when I read over the stat sheet afterwards. Um, if they're able to have a have a decent balance, dare I say it, balance because I hate that fucking word in this in this sport. Um, then I think they'll be fine. And, you know, the, the other part of me says, okay, if you got a gun to my head, I'm never, ever betting on the Saints defense, ever. They're just horrible. Yeah, Saints defense, horrible. And now they're without Delvin, bruh, who uh, suffered a lower leg injury and will be out for this game and maybe a couple of weeks um, as he gets back. And as Brett said as well, Saints night and day on the road. So I just don't like favorites in general, but I think we are, uh, we have a nice number. And as Mo noted, this is already at minus five on Pinnacle, and it's minus five 110. So it could be moving even closer to six uh, by game time, which, again, a good sign for us if we crush the closing line, hopefully. We are rewarded. Let's round out the card with another favorite that is going to make Mo want to tear out uh, what's left of the hair on his head. Mo was on the uh, the other side this week. Really loved the home dog, despite them being a college team. We've got the Lions minus six against. The Titans. Mo, I feel like Ew. this is going to be the one you're the most angry about. I don't like this either. Again, 
I this is these are these all these games were in my bottom tier, all three of these, and I, they are all lines that were I think it's right on where I thought the line should be. Uh, I don't understand how we're laying. Uh, you guys would love laying minus six with a. I mean, I'm like the highest on the Lions ever coming into the season, but. Well, I am too, and I don't like the Lions this week either. So this is this was a victim of us not agreeing on anything else. Nobody had the Lions higher than an 8, an 8 out of 15. Donnie had them right in the middle at 8. I had them right in the middle at 7. Brett had them as a 2, and Mo had them as a 3. So this was a function of us not agreeing on anything else. This is the lowest consensus pick in history. This is the lowest rated game to ever make the card at a uh, a consensus rating of 5 out of 15. Uh, so do we want to... Let's discuss this game first. Uh, Donnie, you were the highest. What do you want to say about uh, Jim Bob Cooter or your buddy uh, Eminem Brains over in uh, Tennessee? Yeah, Eminem Brains is a, is a joke. That's, that's why I had this game so high. I don't think the Titans are a good football team at all. Despite all of Mo's first half ranting, trying to tell us how we all picked the Vikings last week and the Vikings just absolutely destroyed them uh, when the game was over. Uh, you know, I, I liked what I saw uh, of, of, with the Lions going on the road uh, last week. The thing that uh, started to give me a little pause was that, okay, the Lions ended up in the shootout and, you know, had to win the game late against uh, the Colts. But I don't think the Titans have anywhere near the capability of on offense. As bad as I think the Colts are, um, you know, they still do have some weapons on offense and they do have Andrew Luck who can air it out and can get a team back in the game um, if it falls his way. I don't think the Titans have that capability at all. And the Lions are coming back home on a high. I, I think the Titans are just, I mean, it's, it's only week two, but I feel like the Titans are just going to mail it in again, you know, do their thing and limp towards the end of the season and look forward to the next couple of years as opposed to this year. Since getting smashed by the Kansas City Chiefs in week eight last year, 45-10, to 10, and firing their offensive coordinator and bringing in Jim Bob Cooter, the Lions are 7-2. and two. They've won seven out of their last nine games. Uh, coming home for the home opener after a huge road win. I don't know. Titans are just bad. I was okay with, with being on the Lions side, but obviously didn't have them very high at a seven. Um, Brett, what's your break, your biggest concern here? You you were, you blurted out ew when I announced the pick. Yeah, I'm just not ready to lay six with this team yet. I don't think they're there yet. They're so one-dimensional that, you know, you look at – I I'm not a Malarkey fan either, but just watch the tape and you can see – what this team does offensively and and adjust. I just six is a lot for this team. I'm not I'm not comfortable with this one. All right, let's yell at each other a little bit. I'll run down the card again. Uh, Browns at home plus six over the Ravens. Bucks plus seven at Arizona. Washington at home minus two and a half against Dallas. Giants at home minus four and a half against New Orleans. And Detroit at home minus six against Tennessee the two bubble teams they both registered a four out of 15 in the aggregate score the Seahawks minus four and a half 
at LA and the Vikings home dogs on Sunday night football plus two and a half against the Packers. Donnie and Brett both had Seattle as their third favorite pick of the week. This is in their top five. Tell me why I should lay points on the road with a hurt Russell Wilson, Brett. Because we're getting two damn free points. That's why. That's right. That is right. I'm assuming this line was set with a lot of ambiguity surrounding Russ, but it looks like he's going to be in there. And the line is now six and a half on Pinnacle. So that's I why see I like seven it. some places. Okay, well, yeah, it keeps climbing. It was seven and last night, and it knocked back down to six and a half. So I don't know about that one. I mean, I just, if this game isn't close, I'll be surprised. Yeah, Mo had the Rams at an eight. I had the Rams, but lower at a two. Don't we see this every year? <laughs> Where? Yeah, yeah but, it's in, but it's in St. Louis. Like the, the Seahawks don't have to really like to travel this, this year. Yeah. I don't know. 70, 70% on the road favorite here. Russell Wilson is not right. I don't care what anybody says. He's a mobile quarterback. Even when he's not outside running, you know, moving within the pocket behind a very poor offensive line, it looks like. I don't think having a quarterback with an injured ankle is very good. And did you guys not watch on Sunday? I mean, there are only three games going. They looked horrible. Did you not watch on Monday? Yeah, but that everyone watched on Monday. That That's why this line is overinflated to me. Yeah. I don't know. I just people want... are lining up <laughs> yeah. to fade the Rams yeah, right the... now. That is not the side you want to be on. Right. But at four and a half, though. Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't see this line closing this high. I, I mean, this is just public donk money. I think. I... All right, let's get a game that Mo can be inspired by, and that's Vikings yeah. plus two and a half. <laughs> Go for it. I Mo. actually kind of like the Vikings. I mean, this is a loom. All day. <laughs> you can keep going, Mo. As the oh, loom, I'm waiting. As, I love this sound. As the loom watches. <laughs> uh, it's like 85% on the road favorite here. I mean, in division rivalry, Vikings, nobody's respecting this really, really tough defense they have. Listen to um, Mo whistle Dixie after taking one and a half with the Titans last week against and them. dumping all over <laughs> right, the Vikings. Right. Hey, I mean, this is just a way better spot to me, but I just this defense is good and Aaron Rodgers goat, but man, they didn't get that much done against the Jags. I mean, he had like six yards per attempt. Uh, that's not great, and especially for Aaron Rodgers. So I think maybe this offense might be plagued by some of the same issues that slowed them down significantly last year, and the Vikings did really well against them. I like their coach better than Clown McCarthy. Takes it out of his best <laughs> player's hands in so many important spots. Um, This just feels so illumi on a Sunday night, man. Uh, I had the Packers as low as possible at a one. Uh, Donnie had the Packers low as well at a three. And Brett also had the Vikings at a ten. 
Brett, you love loving, it. Loving the Illum pick. I'm such a Mike Zimmer fan, and this Vikings team is so good at home. And the public is just hammering Green Bay on the road as a favorite. I'll I'll take the home dog here in the in the divisional game. I is this re- this really didn't get in. I guess because it's split, that really cuts the uh, the aggregate. I'll take the mo line here. Uh, I think it's a fair line. <laughs> I think the Packers are a much better team. Uh, they have goat at quarterback. I think the fact that Minnesota plays indoors again actually hurts them more than it helps them. I guess that does hurt them. They're playing. I, I cap this a pick. They're playing in basically a Jerry's world now, where I don't think they have as much as a home field advantage. You really cap this at a pick? I think anything short of a field goal here makes the Packers a strong favorite to to cover. Yeah, you and everybody else. <laughs> Let me know how that goes for you. Well, it's not like I'm lining up. I I had to make a pick, so I did. I put them at a one, but I'm just not. I'm not taking less than three against uh, against the goat willingly. Just not McCarthy doing it. though. Yeah, McCarthy does does hamstring this a little bit. Uh, so, uh, Mo, I got some questions here. You, uh, I got some questions for the whole collective. We uh, we talk about the Raiders all preseason. Uh, you guys picked the Raiders in some spots last week, and. They're right in the middle, you know, in the the Vegas zone, minus five against the Falcons, who are historically horrific on the road. Why are we not higher on the on the Raiders? Why are we picking the Falcons as a thirteen mo? I don't understand. Well, yeah, I think you're talking to me right now. Yeah. Um, well, also, Brett. Brett had the Falcons as well. We're split in the middle in this game. I don't understand it. Mo. They're not that much worse than the Raiders, and this should be a touchdown. Uh, you know, I love the Raiders, of course, but everyone else loved the Raiders too. So this team is so hyped right now. Pump the brakes a little bit for me. And, um, I've seen Matt Ryan put up so many, I put, I've seen Matt Ryan's put up so many horrific performances on the road. Just total, totally lost. Yeah, he yeah he's been real bad recently. Like if you close your eyes, you can picture games where he's like in Pittsburgh, and looks like he was an alien that landed on planet Earth that morning, and suited up to play pro football. Like he's so bad on the road, traveling he all makes the some way, head scratching throws, traveling all the way to Oakland, home opener for a team that's been buzzed about all preseason, that just nutted up. And one on a two-point conversion against the Saints, totally juiced up. I think this is a rout. The Nine Raiders, four and a the half Raiders, now Raiders never cover as a home favorite. Well, they've never been, they've never been good either. Like this is the first time the Raiders have been good since like the eighties, the nineties. Remember which, we took them as a, as a as a home favorite last year. The the blew Raiders up in our faces every time. This is the be- this is the best Raiders team since Rich Gannon was slinging it back there. Yeah, and they barely snuck out a win last week against a terrible Saints team. Yeah, but Saints were the right side. Come on, Saints at home. Totally different squad. I- I'm bewildered by this. Uh, and then Mo, 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 Mo. This whole show, you've said fair line, fair line, and then you just go ham on the Jags plus three in San Diego. What the hell is that? Wow, that's that is surprising. the most fair line there is, and you're just all in on Jacksonville. 
it's close to fair for me, but I love the number. And uh, the more I think about it, this defense looked solid last week. You guys hyped them up, and they looked very solid. And I uh, just don't know who Phillip Rivers is throwing to besides Danny Woodhead. Tyrell Williams for $25? Something Tyrell Williams. Take a <laughs> 20, bow. 27. Was it 27? Uh, shout yeah. out, Savage. Um, man, what is the line in this game if the Chargers hold on to win? Let's say the Chiefs come all the way back, and then the uh, Chargers kick a game-winning field goal in overtime. What is the line in this game? It's probably three and a half. Yeah, that seems right. I don't know. I just think this is a super fair line, and I'm not ready to uh, not ready to anoint the Jaguars just yet. The public just hates the Chargers. They are always undervalued. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Uh, yeah, that, that's 60, maybe. I think that's why I had Falcons ahead here. Sixty-six percent of the public on the Jaguars, and the Lions just sitting there at three. It hasn't moved. It's gross. Uh, DP, how are you feeling about uh, San Diego? <laughs> San Diego is the joke of a team, and they're going home <laughs> to San Diego, where they play even worse than they play anywhere else in their own home stadium. I mean, I picked the Jaguars. You know, but I wouldn't. It's not so much that I wouldn't be surprised if San Diego wins. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jaguars shit the bed. That's what I could see happening here. But I like the Jaguars here. All right, I got one more game to complain about before we uh, we get going. Unless somebody wants to fire a veto and get the Lions out of there, Donnie. What's up, Brett? What the hell are you doing with Jimmy G? Laying six and a half points against I the Dolphins. I knew that was going to be it. Like, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? Man, you is... guys are out of your mind. Yeah, what the hell is that? Belichick, guys. Yeah, whatever. He did it last week? Yeah, he did it last week as a six-point dog, nine-and-a-half-point dog. Okay, listen. I feel like this is one of those spots where everyone that pays attention to the NBA knows about these spots. The star player's out. First game whole team comes together and just plays out of their minds because they want to prove they can get it done without LeBron, whoever. And that's what last week was for the Patriots. They're not going to play that good again. I don't agree with that at all, uh, specifically with the Patriots. But if you you want to believe that, go right ahead. This is stupid. The Dolphins... Dolphins might win this. Yeah, Dolphins might win outright. Nope. Dolphins might win outright. Should have won last week, might win this week. Wouldn't shock me. Should have won last week, but then again, we go into every season thinking the Dolphins should do this or should do that, and then what do we decide a couple weeks in? They're the Dolphins every single year. Kenny Stills had the most Dolphins play of all yes, time <laughs> week one. Just, yeah. just wide open, walking into the end zone. So many Patriots curse words. are just putting warm bodies on the pitch. Yeah, but that's what they always do, and they always find a way to win. But six and a half. Man, guys. Guys, Jimmy G playing six and a half. We've got, we've, we're really coming up with issues for 
the Lions laying six to a college team, and then we're happily taking Jimmy G minus six and a half. Gronk. <laughs> yeah. Bill Belichick. Is Gronk playing? Oh, he's playing. Mm, that's still questionable, but even if he's not playing, I don't really care. This should be on the card. Yeah, it what? should be. Other side. <laughs> this is the week it all blows up. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Thank God we went 5-0 and last week. Yeah, we got a cushion. But you know what? We got five consensus picks in there, guys. The I'll collective. be honest. I, I'm, I'll, I'll be happy with 3-2 and two this week, and I'm not kidding. But isn't 3-2 and two a, a big week, considering how much we hate the card? It, That's what I mean. All of us? I think I'm going to use a veto. I don't even have the sounder ready. Wow. I didn't think. I didn't. I didn't think. Sound- <laughs> I've been. I've been quiet for the past ten minutes because I've been thinking about this for the past ten minutes. Okay. Let me. Uh, <laughs> let me- I haven't fully pulled the trigger yet, but I think it's going to happen. Well, you got like ten seconds. Talk to me. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk it <laughs> talk out. Talk to let's me. Let's talk it out. What's uh? I'm. I'm not a fan of this Lions minus six being on the card, despite me picking them. Come on, man. It's all collective picks. Yeah, I get that. I get that. You were the no. Highest. It's not really though. I, I literally the put highest. the coin. <laughs> I know the, my bottom like five. I, I mean, my bottom seven picks. I might have just flipped a coin da, da, at this point. Donnie is the highest on the Lions. <laughs> he wants to beat all out. Wants to beat <laughs> out of the- That's the case. That means we probably should get the Lions out. But <laughs> well, what would you put in? Because if you're putting the Seahawks in, then I'm putting the Rams in. I would put the Seahawks in. Yeah, and I would put the Rams in because I don't. God, why well, the line is moved up to seven? Wrong side. Out of your mind. You're on. Yeah, you're on the wrong side. Oh, you're on the wrong side. God. Coming back down. Jesus. Oh. Don't do can it. Can we? Can we veto a veto? That... <laughs> I don't think. I don't think we've gone that far. Well, into the Brett, we're two, we're two against one right now. <laughs> Mo, we don't know what Mo's going to do, but if I'm trusting Mo to fire them, <laughs> it's going to go. I'm going to go Seahawks. Rich is going to go Rams. <laughs> Brett's going to go Seahawks, and then we're going to hopefully uh, get Mo to have his internet disconnected so he can't respond. DP, what's the what's the what's the tagline? I don't know. Under the under the logo, the beautiful Gridiron Gamble logo. Need a DP's card? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was the tagline last year. <laughs> yeah. For like six weeks. Yeah. Take it easy. Get out of here. You're ten and seven. You can keep talking about how much better you are than me, but I blow you out of the water every single week. <laughs> Trust the collective. We have five collective picks, as ugly as they might be. There's something about how all four of us approach these things differently and when no. Put Stop. In, no, this Lions pick is not a collective pick. Then, then, yes, I it is. literally flipped a fucking coin on this game. <laughs> well, the coin came up uh, coin came up collective, so God. The worst part is is that as let's say I, I might not have full confidence on either the Lions or the Seahawks, but the difference in confidence that I would have if Rich revetoed in the Rams would be out of this world. I like, I do not want the Rams anywhere near this card. Uh, I don't know if I would use my veto though. I know. I could just be bluffing. I know. All right, All right let's go. Seahawks are in. <sighs> I'm using it. I'm so happy right now. 
Let's go! I am not happy. This is a disaster, but if we can get Donnie's veto out of the way early, I guess yeah. I'll be happy. <laughs> Thank you, Donnie. Thank you so much. At I least, love this game so much. At least we've got that. So the, the card, thing is, is that I feel be, like I feel like going to be thirteen to ten either way. Uh, no, I think it's a it's a no. Nope, not happening. What do uh? What am I allowed to? What am I legally legally allowed to do in the state of California? Uh, once Russell Wilson hobbles off the field in the first quarter, and something who's I don't even Quinn who's, Boykin 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 something Trevon Boykin <laughs> walks in to play quarterback for an already poor Seahawks offense. He's basically the same as Russ, just a little worse. <laughs> just a little worse. All right, so the card. Browns plus six and a half at home against the Ravens. Bucks plus seven on the road against the Cardinals. Redskins at home minus two and a half against the Cowboys. Giants at home minus four and a half against the Saints. And due to Donnie's veto, Seahawks on the road, minus four and a half against the Rams. I feel like I don't have much to lose with this veto, though. Except because for it, the game. If if Mo is just if Mo's hoping to go three and two, if that's what he'd be happy with, then I feel like I'm fine here. You just vetoed out your own pick. Yeah, your own pick where you were the highest on. Yeah, but I, I had the Seahawks much higher, did I not? Yes. Yeah, I had them five points higher. Drunk DP. Drunk DP. I'm already <laughs> drunk. Seven in the morning. All right. That's the card. Uh, be sure to get your picks to us using the Super Contest lines. Again, at Gridiron Gamble on Twitter and Gridiron Gamble Podcast at gmail.com. Best of luck in your betting ventures. Hopefully you'll be sweating us on Sunday. 10-0, here we come. Very much doubt it. Peace out. <laughs>